Okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and most importantly, everyone else, um, thank you so much for tuning in to a new episode of the podcast. Um, we just recently uh, went and saw the brand new Black Widow movie. There's finally a new Marvel movie out. Um, we have been waiting so long for this. Um, I, I looked it up, and apparently uh, the distance between uh, Spider-Man Far From Home and Black Widow coming out was, uh, I think the number was 740 days. Um, way too long in my opinion. Um, and I, I wish I'd looked up uh, how long ago we got the first trailer for Black Widow, but it just, it, it's, it's been forever since we uh, got our first look at this movie. Um, but uh, yeah, it's finally out. We've finally seen it. Um, and uh, so non-spoiler review, no spoilers yet. Um, I personally really, really loved it. Your thoughts? Oh, I give it a 10 out of 10 for sure. It was just so good to finally see another Marvel movie in the theaters since it's been 740 days. Um, so yeah, super, super good. It, I personally thought it was funnier than I was expecting. Dallas disagrees. He doesn't think it was quite as funny. Yeah, um, I didn't think it was like devoid of humor, but um, I would definitely chalk it up as one of the more serious toned movies. Um, like it's not, uh, I wouldn't put it with like Ant-Man or Thor Ragnarok or uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, but like maybe somewhere closer to um, Winter Soldier or something where like there are jokes, you know, there are funny moments, but for the most part, um, uh, a more serious story in nature, in my opinion. Um, can you think of other Marvel movies that you would put it on the same rung humor wise? Uh, probably not. Cause I don't remember all of them as okay. well as you do. Uh, I can't recite every line from every movie, yeah. but I thought it would be a lot more serious because all the trailers okay. made it seem very like action heavy, which it wasn't non-action, but yeah, there was it, action definitely played a role. Um, but uh, but I also feel like the trailers only really like gave you the beginning of the movie. I remember thinking during like towards the end of the show that. The trailers didn't really prepare me for what the movie was actually going to be. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like uh, that's one thing that Marvel consistently does really, really well is being able to advertise the story um, or advertise enough of the story to make you want to know the rest of it. Um, so they don't give away huge plot points, things like that. Um, but... Uh, you're definitely intrigued. Um, like there, there's so many times when I go into a Marvel movie and like I've seen all the trailers and stuff like that, and I feel like I've I've taken in all of the footage they've made available to me, but at the same time I have no idea what this movie's about. Um, and and this one was uh, exactly the same way. Um, like they they tell you that she's going to get together with her family and you know it's in russia things like that but beyond that like um what kind of characters um her her family consists of was 
was very unforeseen to me. Um, their their chemistry, uh, one trailer kind of showed a little bit of their chemistry, um, but yeah, it was it was very very nice getting to actually see that play out and where they took the story. Um, so now getting a bit more into the spoilers for the people who have already seen it. Um, also, we decided to uh, pull out all the stops, go see it on the IMAX. So, um, yeah, for me, at any time Marvel puts a movie in theaters, I'm seeing it in the theater. And most of the time, if they're putting it on IMAX, we're also going to see it IMAX. So, I know a lot of uh, people are just going to pay the 30 bucks, watch it on Disney+, Plus, be done with it. But um, I personally thought that it it really benefited from IMAX. I'm sure I still would have loved it on the small screen, but, yeah. Um, would you agree with that? or? Oh, yeah, for sure. I even got into a disagreement with someone at work today because I was talking about how much I loved it and how much everybody needed to see it because it's finally here. And my coworker said, oh, yeah, we're just debating on if we're going to see it drive-in or at home on our projector. And I just looked at her dead in the face and I said, IMAX. (laughs) She goes, no, that's not an option. I said, it is IMAX. It's it's absolutely an option, yeah. So for the movie lovers out there, 100% worth the cost of going to IMAX and the experience to see it on the big screen that's how this movie has to be viewed. Uh, so if you feel safe during the COVID, go see it in the theater. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, honestly, like, I, I, I would personally say if you are even thinking about seeing it on in theaters, go sooner rather than later. Because now apparently there's COVID Delta Strain, the sequel to COVID. Um, have you heard about COVID Delta Strain? Yeah. yeah. It's it's gonna, uh, if you thought COVID-1 was bad, just buckle up. Because COVID-2, Electric Boogaloo, is coming for you. Um, so yeah, that's probably gonna reclose theaters and everything's gonna have to be... Um, push back again and like Tom Cruise is just gonna be like I learned to fly a fighter jet and now Top Gun Maverick is just never gonna come out and it's gonna suck um but yeah so uh go see it in theaters um if if you're willing go see it sooner rather than later uh because of COVID um but uh yeah and okay I've had some very good experiences at the drive-in you and I have both been and and had a good time, but um, the sound system in a theater is um, higher quality than my car's radio picking up off an FM transmitter somewhere in this parking lot. Like, I, whenever people are like, should we go to the drive-in or the real movie theater? Like, that's not... A question if it's if it's a movie worth seeing if it's a movie like uh earlier this year you and i was it this year at some point we went to see jurassic park on the drive-in um that was probably well over a year year ago (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah uh and that was really really cool because i'd seen jurassic park so many times and getting to see it again in a new way was really dope um but yeah if it's your first time seeing a movie like black widow just just see it the way God intended in a theater. <laughs> um, yeah, so 
that's that's where I'm at. Um, I promised we were going to get into spoilers. Like <laughs> sidetrack much? I, all the time, all of the time. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, our movie starts in Ohio. Um, I think in the '90s or something like that. Uh, we get to see a little bit of uh, young Natasha and young her sister. <laughs> um, I sh- I should have uh, pulled up the cast list before now, but um, yeah. So it's uh, her family, and we get to find out that they are uh, very close to each other. And then um, uh, her dad. It's apparently a undercover agent. We don't really find that out till later, but they have to go on the run. And I thought that uh, car chase scene, just to like get the plane up in the air, I thought that was really really cool. Um, I was I was surprised at just how on the edge of my seat I was just in the uh, kickoff scene. Um, well, and before they even get to the chase scene, too, like as it's starting, you see that he is a super soldier. Because you see him throw the dumpster. Yeah. Uh, So that kind of piques your interest as they're starting that scene and running away and makes it more believable that he survived the gunshots and, you know, riding on the wing of a plane as it's taking (laughs) off and crashing into cars. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really dug that up until that moment, everything we've seen of their dad, Alexi, um, He's, like, wearing glasses and just kind of, like, hunched over and, like, moving slow. And he's like, hey, I just got home from my office job. We got to go on the run. And so he really looks like a guy who, like, hacked a mainframe he shouldn't have or something. But he, like, he seems like a computer nerd. And so that moment when he's like, yeah, we got to go. We got to go. Um, Oh, there's this dumpster in the way. Hold on just a second. <laughs> like it, it, there's really this moment of, like, yo, I'm sorry. Who are you? <laughs> like, yeah, I really like the journey that they took us on at the very beginning uh, with the family dynamic and like making you believe that they're this happy little family in suburban Ohio. And then they get to Cuba, which don't even get me started on how that tiny little plane with holes all over it flew from Ohio to Cuba. But um, then you find out that there's like, some secret mission that he's been on and then they stab the daughters in the neck with shots and like <laughs> put them on a plane somewhere they inject them <laughs> they don't just stab them with a knife and then inject them okay fine but still it shattered the visual that they had created very much so yes um yeah, and and that uh, that moment when like yeah everything comes crashing down and like for I I spent quite a bit of the movie still thinking that like oh man and that's how the this family gets torn apart and then it's not until much later in the movie that they start talking about like no 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 none of us are related yeah we were literally all on assignment and I was like wait but I, th- I oh Natasha keeps saying that like that was all fake. I thought that was just because, like, she grew up and kind of learned that, like, family ties don't mean much, actually. But you then find out, like, they legitimately aren't family. <laughs> um, but then they also chose to be family in the end, too. So yeah, um, it kind of also just shows that, you know, you can choose your family, too. <laughs> what? Sorry, just 
So, uh, just in case people are listening to this years in the future and they forget when everything came out, F9 is also a big deal movie right now. And on the internet, the biggest meme to ever touch the internet is Dom Toretto's obsession with family. And so, when when you're like, family is the people that you choose. It's, you know, I'm just... Sorry, I, I apologize. I apologize. But family is who you choose. Mm-hmm. And nothing stronger than family. Thanks, Dom. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, there's a moment uh, where they're all like sitting at a dinner table about halfway through the movie. They've all sort of like united with each other, um, busted uh, Alexi out of prison, stuff like that. And all of a sudden... Um, like Natasha gets really pissed and starts just ripping on all of the experiences they've had, all the lies they've been told and just talks about how fake this family has been. And, uh, Florence Pugh's character, uh, Yelena just jumps into this, um, not quite a monologue, but, uh, this, this little, uh, spiel about, um, like, don't say that it was fake because it was real to me because, when they're younger, um, Natasha's just old enough to kind of be aware of what's going on, and Yelena's just young enough to not really be aware, and for the concept of family to be a really important concept to her and to her whole personality and stuff. It's it's how she identifies. And uh, so when she hears a member of this family she values so much ripping on the concept of the family she valued so much she she like breaks down and oh my gosh i thought florence Pugh's acting all throughout the movie was great but in that scene that was the moment that i was like oh she killed it she did so good and we were talking on our way home from the movie about how florence Pugh's performance may very well have outdone scarlett johansson and she may have kind of stolen the show uh, because she just knocked it out of the park and she was funny and she was an emotional and she was endearing and just you have to just love her for who she was and what she's been through. Um, I personally felt that that middle section of the movie as they were like going through all the exposition with all of that felt a little slow pacing wise. I felt like it took a while for them to like finally get to the end where they were in the, like, sky thing. The Red Room. The Red Room. Thank you. Um, so, like, finally getting to that, like, climactic ending, I felt like that middle part was a little, like, trudging through mud. Um, not that I didn't enjoy it, but I definitely felt like it could have had better pacing throughout that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and... I, I would say that that has we have seen that in several Marvel movies before. Um, I remember feeling like Iron Man two had a fairly slow middle section. Um, uh, Incredible Hulk was not that yeah. <laughs> fast all throughout. Um, I'm I'm sure there's others, um, but yeah, I that's one great thing about Marvel is even when they are slow, I still enjoy it. Um, I still think that. Uh, they're writing good characters and oh, so yeah. those moments when not a lot's happening but I'm getting to see characters exist and just existing at each other um, it really makes it so that once the credits roll I kind of feel like I've 
gotten to know these characters. Um, and, and all of them, too. Like, you care about all of them, not just Black Widow. It wasn't like Black Widow and her supporting cast. It was each individual member having their own backstory and build up and role to play. Uh, so I definitely appreciated that. And I think that's probably what the middle section did best is building that character development. Yeah. Um, and and it's now that uh, I've seen the movie, I really hope that they uh, find a way to um, like reincorporate the characters back into the story later on, which... If, for any of you idiots who didn't stay till the end of the credits, um, Florence Pugh's character is definitely going to continue yeah, on. Um, one thing that I like occurred to me today. Um, so end of the credits, um, she gets visited by uh, Victoria Valentina, Valentina whatever um, the lady from Seinfeld. Um, yeah, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yes, Julia Louis Dreyfus, um, who at this point. Uh, has already uh, arrived in Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, and she recruits John Walker um, and makes him U.S. agent, um, which, in the original vision of Marvel, she was supposed to make her like debut arrival in Black Widow and then reappear in Falcon and Winter Soldier. And instead, it's the other way around. We already met her in Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then she reappears in this. But anyways, so she uh, shows up and sends uh, Florence Pugh's character, Yelena, on an assignment, and all we know is that she's going after Clint Barton. So now I'm thinking she, uh, Yelena, may be the villain of the Hawkeye TV show. I could see that, for sure. Which would be really interesting. Um, Or... It could be Hawkeye versus Yelena, U.S. Agent, um, and whoever she adds to her team, if they add more to her roster. Um, but yeah, so that's... Well, and it's still a while until the Hawkeye show comes out, right? So um, there could be I, a lot that happens yeah, leading up to that. Yeah, I know they started filming, but from what uh, Marvel's showing us with their TV shows so far, there's a lot of stuff added in post. You know, a oh, yeah. lot of special effects are going into these shows. They're not um, they're not really pulling too many punches for their TV show projects, um, which I, I, um, I'd seen, I've seen some of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've seen bits and clips from Inhumans. I've seen bits and clips from uh, Agent Carter. And all of those really feel like like Marvel's pulling their punches, you know, it, it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like it has the same scale, the same budget, the same um, uh, skill in special effects. And WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and so far Loki, all three feel like movie quality special effects. Yeah. Um, so Hawkeye, even though they've filmed some of it, I don't know if they've finished filming, but um, there's almost definitely a long way to go just to uh, get it to uh, what Marvel has envisioned for us as the audience. Um, I'm actually really glad that she appeared in Falcon and Winter Soldier first. uh, uh, Valentina. Yeah. um, Or whatever her name is. Um, Because we got a taste of kind of who she is and that she... uh, Like what her intentions are... 
and that she's kind of this like darker kind of slimier character um and so being introduced to her there I feel like made more of an impact with that end credit scene in Black Widow because we know who she is. She's already come to John Walker. She's already recruited him and sent him on missions. Um, so seeing that she has then looped in uh, Yelena um, and that it seems like Yelena's kind of iffy about her work with Valentina. Yeah, yeah. Because as, as soon as Valentina shows up, I was like, oh, wow, they're working together. And then Yelena's Yelena's first line to her is fairly hostile. Or maybe not hostile, but uh, they are not buddies. No. Um, and she definitely doesn't have the respect for Valentina Allegra de Fontaine that John Walker has. Right. John Walker is definitely like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for giving me a second chance. I, I owe you so much, yada, yada, yada. Yelena is like, listen here. You're only standing here because I allow you to keep breathing. And so I'm I'm digging that that difference in character. Well, and it also shows that they've worked together before that moment at the graveyard. Yeah. Um in so uh, Falcon it would be Winter Soldier. Interesting to see if we get any sort of backstory oh. on that relationship and what Valentina's already made Yelena do. Yeah, because Falcon and Winter Soldier, we see the moment when John Walker meets her for the first time. Mm-hmm. We have not seen when uh, Yelena meets her for the first time, which, at this point, the mystery of it kind of makes it fun. But that is the sort of thing that if, at any point, Marvel's like, alright, we should show you guys when they first met, that would definitely be like a, ooh, okay. Like, I would definitely be intrigued by that. Um, also, can we talk about... In the end credit scene, when they're at the the graveyard, she's buried under a tree with pink blossoms, just like, uh, what's his name, the bad guy, had told Black Widow where her mom was. Uh, So that was also a little, probably not so much of a hidden Easter egg, but... A a trivia fact, you know, a a nice little detail um, for the... um somewhat eagle-eyed viewers um but uh drakov drakov is bad guy's name um yeah uh, i thought um being buried under that tree was really really a beautiful awesome little detail to put in um and i thought just the concept of yelena visiting black widow's grave um was really really a sweet thing um which obviously there's no way natasha's body is buried there there's there's no way like they actually are in possession of black widow's body since it's on vormir um i can't really imagine uh clint having like repelled down to get it (laughs) so i just found an interesting trivia fact oh about it so it says on july 6th 2020 it was announced that marvel studios executives including kevin feige were so impressed with Florence Pugh's performance as Yelena Belova that they plan to include her in future MCU films, and she may even become the new Black Widow. In fact, Faye stated that this film was written to showcase Belova just as much as Scarlett Johansson's Natasha Romanoff. Yeah. Mission accomplished on that one. Oh, yeah. Like, Florence Pugh absolutely killed it. Um, 
yeah, I, I can't say that I've loved everything I've seen, or yeah, I can't say I've loved everything I've seen her in, but I have loved her in everything I've seen her in. Um, I've, I've thought that she has consistently done an incredible job of portraying the characters she's assigned. Um, so I've, I personally, this is the third thing I've seen her in. Uh, so we've seen Midsummer together, and we've seen Little Women together. Uh, did not care for Midsummer. I know there are a lot of diehard fans out there who adore that film. I thought it was weird as hell, and just went way too far so many times. But Little Women, oh my gosh, as... A dude who loves action movies and sci-fi and fantasy and comedy and all that stuff. A movie about just a, a family, a mother and her four daughters. Oh my gosh, it was so heartwarming. And like going into it, I was like not interested at all. Don't really care, but it's up for Oscars. And I care about knowing what's going on at the Oscars. So I went and saw it. Oh my gosh, such, such a just really, really sweet, nice tale. Another Um, trivia fact to piggyback off of that. So Emma Watson, Saoirse Ronan, Alice Englert, Darza Zofsky, and Florence Pugh were all considered for the role of Yelena Belova, with Watson being the frontrunner. Ultimately, Pugh was cast, and coincidentally, Watson and Ronan were Pugh's co-stars in Little Women. Yeah. Like those um, those trivia facts with with Marvel movies where it's like, oh, did you know that so and so also auditioned for the role? That is always so interesting to me to like try and wrap my head around like what would Captain America feel like if um, John Krasinski had actually gotten that role when he auditioned for it? What would Black Widow be like nowadays if um, uh? John Krasinski's wife. Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Um, Yeah, what would Black Widow be like nowadays if Emily Blunt was the one that got cast originally? Um, Things like that. Uh, But yeah, that that list, I was unaware of that list until last night when I read it. Uh, But yeah, like Emma Watson? I cannot imagine Emma Watson in that role. Or Saoirse Ronan. I can imagine Saoirse Ronan. Really? Yeah. Have you uh, seen the trailers for... I she's just so dainty. There's a movie called Hannah, where she's uh, she's born and raised to like be an assassin, and that's the uh, the one movie where like I thought about Hannah, and I was like, you know what, I could maybe wrap my head around Saoirse Ronan in this role. Oh, I just feel like Florence Pugh is so perfectly cast. I don't even want to imagine anybody else in that role. Absolutely, yes. Um, yeah, and. Earlier, you'd mentioned um, just how good uh, um, Florence Pugh was at handling the humor, and I absolutely agree. And she, I feel like um, there are people who, like, when they're doing an accent, like, you can kind of feel that, like, too much of their energy is going into doing this accent. Um, Or they're, like, like, the, you can almost tell that they're tense. Because they're trying, that they're, they're trying to do this accent well, and and it just like really pulls from their performance. Florence Pugh did a great, to my untrained ear, she did a great Russian accent, but was still able to just be so 
natural with it. Like, uh, at some point, um, her and Natasha start arguing about her vest and, like, all the pockets. The pockets. Yeah, and, like, the way she's just like, no, he's got the pockets and, like, you wouldn't expect it. Like, it's, but, like, it can hold so much and, like, most, no, I've tried other vests like this and they don't have pockets like this. I couldn't even carry, like, and she just, like, it's like the camera, uh, the directors were just like, yeah, start, like, complaining about pockets and other things and compliment the pockets in this thing and just, like, go as long as you want. She was like, okay, let's it's do this. It's what women want. Pockets. I should probably hold this rant off until a much later podcast when you guys know my personality a bit more. But, oh my gosh, if you are a woman out there... I do not understand, you psychopaths, the fact that you have existed for so long and you have not burned our society to the ground out of just your fierce demands for pockets. You are more patient than I will ever understand. Like, every once in a while, I'll, like, interact with my wife and, like, you know, like, slide my hands into her pockets. Or she'll be like, hey, can you carry this for me? And I'm like, why can't you carry it? And she's like, because I don't have pockets. And I'm like, why don't you have pockets? But you're wearing pants. Like, if I we're ever at a store and I'm like, oh my gosh, I really enjoy these pants. These pants are great. And then I go to slide my hands into the pockets and the pockets are like a teaspoon deep. I'm like, oh, you lost a sale because these pants are trash. You forgot how to make pants and you made terrible products. And women are just like, that's how our pants are. And I don't understand you. I don't understand you. And there should have been an uprising years ago. And the fact that there hasn't been baffles my mind. So what do you think... Of Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yes. Uh, definitely would recommend. Um, obviously stick till the end of the credits. Um, yeah. Um, oh, another little like fun trivia fact. that like doesn't really add to the movie or anything. But uh, the dad, um, played by... David Harbour. David Harbour. Um, his name in this is Alexi. And in Stranger Things Season 3, his character kidnaps a Russian spy named Alexei. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, so that's not really like a fun fact about this movie. It's more just like if you've thought about like all of the different stories that have ever been told by mankind, you'll you'll see a connection. And it's fun. Um, but yeah, overall, I think if you're a Marvel fan, you'll really enjoy seeing Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, put in the work and watch the movies that came before Black Widow, or else there's a good chance you'll be lost. Yeah. Um, for for anyone who isn't familiar, isn't aware of when this uh, falls in the timeline, uh, this is uh, pretty directly after Winter or uh, Captain America War. Civil War. So uh, Black Widow has just defected you know she uh she went through the story on iron man's side until that moment when she sort of realizes her uh, her moral compass isn't as um uh pointing north as she thought it was um and so she switches over helps out captain america and then end of the movie everyone goes their separate ways and this is her going her separate way um also another thing that i remember during the movie you kept looking over at me and being like who is that the, the black guy who, who gets her, her stuff. Yeah, her guy. I don't know who that is. Like, <laughs> I, okay, 
Um, I really enjoy the Marvel movies. I really enjoy the Marvel comics that I have read. However, I cannot boast to have read an overly abundant amount. Um, so yeah, big fan of the Marvel comic universe. However, I need to do more reading, and I recognize that. But um, for me, I have no idea who Mason is. I, I am unfamiliar with this man. Um, so... Yeah, uh, and he was interesting. I was kind of wondering if maybe he was like a character named, I think his name's Forge or Jordy LaForge or something. I was kind of thinking maybe it was him uh, and then it wasn't. Uh, but yeah, so um, I'm, I'm interested to see if we see more of him. Like uh, maybe he could come into the Hawkeye TV show. Yeah. Because he seems like the sort of person who's been working with they wrote him like he was already an established character. They did, yeah. And it was And that's why I was like, am I missing something? Do I not remember a piece of another movie because yeah. I don't have the memory for movies that Dallas has. And so I just kept asking like, who is that? Why am I lost? Like he seems like a big deal. Yeah. Like he, he freaking got her a helicopter and a jet? A Quinjet. And <laughs> A camper in the woods? Like, who is this guy? Yeah, and, and the way she keeps like, oh, come on, the, the camper generator went out after an hour, or you only got me a helicopter. And like, this is Black Widow. Like, she's a world-renowned assassin. And this guy is like, hey, get off my back, asshole. <laughs> I did the best I could, and I got you a damn helicopter. Like, it takes some some balls to be able to yeah. talk to an assassin like that. Um, and so, yeah, like I'm, I'm really interested to see, you know, where his character goes. It, and I would totally buy it if they incorporated him into Hawkeye. Um, so, yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing where his character goes next. Uh, William Hurt as uh, Secretary Ross. He was in at least one of the trailers, and so I was kind of thinking he would have a bigger role in the story than he ended up having. Um, he's really just the guy who, at the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie, is like, hey, remember what happened in Civil War? I'm chasing her, because she made poor decisions, according to me. Yeah. Um, so. Um, it was kind of sad uh, not getting a Stan Lee cameo, um, which I get it. Um, but I have enjoyed, uh, how other Marvel movies up until now have, um, given him a cameo in some way. Um, uh, okay. Maybe there wasn't anything for Spider-Man Far From Home, but, um, like there was the, uh, Marvel Studios logo attached to... Endgame? Uh, that was attached to, um... Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he has a cameo in Endgame. Um, Wasn't that the last one he filmed? I believe before so. Before he passed? Something like that. Um, the first post-mortem, or whatever the term is, um, the first cameo of his was uh, Spider-Verse, when he sells Miles Morales the Spider-Man costume. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, then in Deadpool 2... There's a uh, mural of him on a wall somewhere. So they weren't able to get him to film a cameo, but they still put his likeness in there. And I, I feel like I'd be down for that sort of thing. I wonder if there was something that we just didn't see. Maybe. Um, I have heard rumors that they're not going to do it anymore out of respect, which 
I get not wanting to do like deep fake or motion capture to like recreate his likeness when he's being played by a different character. I get that. Um, But uh, I, I feel like it would be cool to just put his likeness in there someplace. Yeah. You know? um, but obviously I'm not making the decisions at Marvel. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So um, there you have it. Two, uh, two big Marvel fans, uh, both very, very impressed and satisfied with, uh, with Black Widow. Um, so yeah. Uh, once again, Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our uh, ramblings about our opinions of movies. Um, And hopefully we will uh, have another episode soon. Um, We we watch tons of old movies. Uh, So with this one, I'm hoping to get this one out sooner rather than later. But uh, when we watch old movies and uh, have opinions on those, there's really no time crunch for me because it's old so yeah um so yeah um all right don't know what our next movie will be but stay tuned yeah we'll we'll do this again someday all right thanks so much bye